Hello everyone and welcome back to Mellow Vision episode 15 and it's the end. It's time to review the Big Five and of course Israel and maybe a surprise at the end. We'll see. Uh, or we will see actually. Uh, with me as always Joachim and Philip. Hello. Hello Europe. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful, even though it's a Monday, but uh, I just realized in two weeks, I will not be in Stockholm anymore. I will be in Tel Aviv. Fabulous. That that makes up for everything, even the Monday blues. Um, (laughs) So we are doing these pre-Eurovision episodes uh, where we give out our points and scores to all the competing contestants in Eurovision Song Contest 2019. And since you're so used to hearing me and Philip all the time, we wanted to invite some guests, some very special guests. And this time, for the second year in a row, reviewing the Big Five and the host country, it's Joe! Hey, hey, hey! (laughs) Hey, hey! I'm good, how are you? How's England? I'm really good, it is great. I am ready to make Eurovision gay again. Uh, I am Mm. Excited to get stuck into this year's competition. England is uh, grey, as you'd expect, and mm. full of people that moan a lot about Brexit. So nothing new. Oh, nothing new. <laughs> yeah, same old, same old. We probably talked about this last year as well, didn't we? Yeah, it's all we talk yeah. about. We talk about weather <laughs> and Brexit. That's mm, yeah, fun. Uh, so how has your preparation for, because you're going with me and a bunch of other British boys to Tel Aviv, how has your preparations been for... Uh, good, very busy, obviously I was at uh, Australia Decides, oh, yeah. um, which is like maximum geek level achieved for Eurovision, so I was very happy with that, um, and that was good, that was a good precursor. Um, I think the build-up was quite slow to begin with. It was a bit of a slow start. I think everyone kind of agrees. Mm. Uh, But then the second half of the songs came through. Um, You Decide was abysmal, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. But yeah, I'm excited. I think it's a good bunch of songs. Um, The London Eurovision Party, of course, was epic. Um, So yeah, it's been a good build-up. Yeah. Isn't that always the case, I feel? At least last year, I thought that when we went in, went into, like, March, I felt like, oh, this is going to be a shit year. But then <laughs> it turned out, like, to be the best year ever. I don't yeah. know. I feel like some of the early ones last year were strong. Like, we had uh, Monsters was one of the early songs. Mm. And then we had uh, Madame Monsieur. I feel yeah. like there was a good group of songs at the start, whereas this year it was like drivel after drivel <laughs> apart from australia obviously which is fabulous oh. but yeah drivel after drivel this year well let's see if uh, the big five and israel can uh pull out because last year they did some of them at least some of them did pretty well i mean germany huge yeah. surprise wasn't it after we absolutely slated them on this <laughs> yes. podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. Uh, and I mean, uh, Germany, we had... France did not as good as expected, I would say. No. Uh, and then Italy, of course, did super well as well. What was that all about? Can we talk about that? Oh, that was rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. Mm. I think that they only got the scores because they came out last and they had the words of the song on the screen. That was basically yeah. it. Because the song was terrible. But it was just, 
it just was like one paste wasn't it the song went nowhere like it was like being on hold to the electrics company for three three minutes (laughs) so dull yeah but they had a message you know that's basically all it takes in eurovision sometimes look at ukraine they won with a message oh true that uh (laughs) yeah uh, so, uh, before we go in and give out our scores, I would like to sh- give a shout out to our top listeners actually around the world nowadays. Uh, I just got logged into uh, our SoundCloud account today and watched the stats uh, of where our listeners are based. And mm-hmm. some fun facts. Uh, uh, obviously, Sweden is on top. Uh, hello. Uh, but then we had Australia. So, hello, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, United kingdom of course uh in fourth united states oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah so watch your language uh portugal netherlands greece spain ireland and last but not least in the top 10 was norway so hello everyone and welcome hello hello Uh, good dog as they say in norway don't they i don't know i'm not sure Good job. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, this is the fifth episode of the pre Eurovision shows we have done. And uh, um, so basically, now it's time to reveal which acts we think will, or our guests and us together, we think should go through to the final. So, uh, I'm going to run through them quite quickly. So, catch up. Uh, semi-final one with the highest score was Greece. In second, Cyprus, then Belgium, San Marino, Iceland, Australia, Hungary, Estonia, Poland, and Slovenia finishing off in 10th. Do we agree on that? Or did we miss I, anyone? Uh, I, I, I think Belgium could stumble... I think I don't think Belgium's a certain qualifier semi-final one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the build-up. The verses are lovely, and then it gets to the chorus, and it's it doesn't really go anywhere in the chorus. Um, also, at the London Eurovision party, he was very nervous. It's just giving me all the feels about Blanche again, but not even, but not as good. Like his vocals good, but he just I don't know what they because the, obviously the Belgian broadcasters they like, do like year on year off Flemish French, and you can really tell which one is which. Um, but I don't know what they do. They must have some vacuum that like sucks any amount of charisma out of the app. Ten bacon eighteen-year-olds year after year. That's what I'm beginning to feel. Mm. The one I'm missing actually is Czech Republic. I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't get a higher score. It was really close though. But um, yeah, I mean Cyprus, not a shocker really. I think that's a given no. in the final. And Greece as well, I think. Like, second to last in the running order. Pretty good. I have my doubts about San Marino. Um, I don't. Yeah, I know you love that. I love San Marino. Oh. But is he going to qualify? Say, no, no, no. I don't think he will. Another one I have my doubts about is Hungary. I don't know if that... I think we gave that a bit too high of a score. I think if you're going to come back to the competition again, you need to bring something better than you brought the last time. And mm. I don't think Yoki or Yochi, whatever he's called, is is bringing that. I think his previous entry, was it 2017, was much yeah. stronger. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. 
So moving on to semi-final two, our top 10 was, uh, of course, with the maximum score, Sweden, uh, closely followed by Malta, then the Netherlands, Switzerland, Azerbaijan, Norway, Russia, Ireland, Romania, and Armenia. I think that's probably the exact... Well, maybe Ireland. I mean... <laughs> it's just my high score. <laughs> I, yeah, you gave it a quite high Eight. score. Yeah. Uh, I but... think Ireland, it will be an absolute miracle if Ireland... There is more chance of her getting her fake tan blended than there is of that song called Crying. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's a cute song. But I mean, running, coming out in second, it, that's a tough one. Yeah. Even yeah. though, I mean... Who are we missing? It could be second last. I don't think it would qualify. No, no. Hmm. I don't think we're missing anyone, really, if you look at like the bookies and everything. I think huh? we got them all, to be honest. Uh, maybe... I don't see any of the... Maybe Denmark is the dark horse. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but other than that, I mean, no. I, Albania, maybe? People are. Yeah, that, Albania. That's yeah. getting a lot of buzz in recent weeks. I don't know. That surprises me. Well, it's a. Well, it's a. It's a maybe song. it's just a fan wank. Well, we had Norway to the final, so I think that's the fan wank of this year, isn't it? Other than that, I think we. I think this is pretty, pretty on point, actually. Yeah. I think it say. would be a good final with all of yes, these songs. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, let's see what we think of the six acts who are already in the final. And um, we're not going to go through why they are in the final. Uh, Israel is pretty obvious because they won last year. But the other five, well, they're there. And let's just, they're there. Okay. Uh, And uh, we give out our scores uh, using the same system as the juries do uh, in Eurovision. Zero to eight and then ten and twelve. Except we can give out as many twelves or zeros as we want. So we'll see how many twelves the acts will get this time. I was quite free with the twelves last time uh, recorded. So we'll see if I keep that up. We start with the host nation of this year. It's Israel and Kobe Marimi with the song Home. You pulled my heart, I took it in. It made me someone, I am someone. And now I'm done, I'm coming home. Where do you start with this? I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, from last year, they sent something that was fresh, that was different, that was, you know, a really interesting artist as well. And this is just, I mean, this is cheese on toast. you got a dairy allergy. You need to leave the room when this one comes on because, honestly, for any lactose intolerant people out there, you're going to hate it. The lyrics, firstly, to start with, Things go easier than they come is one of the lyrics, which makes mm. very little sense. Uh, walking barefoot through mountaintops. I don't know how many mountaintops there are in Israel. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that saves this, I think, is the live vocal is pretty good, judging from a video that I saw from the Spanish pre-party. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think we are... Last year, I predicted Portugal would come last. They did. Uh, and I think that Israel will come last again this year, sort of continuing the theme, really, of host nations not doing that well at Eurovision, which was yeah. never. They obviously don't want to win. 
Um, it just feels like they're going through the motions with this, really. Mm. Philip? Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, it feels like a very old traditional Eurovision ballad. I think he has a good voice. Uh, and I also seen live clips of this and he sounds amazing. Uh, but I don't understand uh, why this song, why this traditional be more forward. I think Israel always has been forward. And I think maybe this song could be better in Hebrew than mm, English. True. Really. Mm. Uh, and also, I don't understand the title of the song Home when he sings some way somehow i don't know mm. if much more but yeah it will be in the bottom of the final <laughs> probably sure. yeah. yeah no doubt i f i feel for me i when i listen to at least um i don't know for me somehow i can't stop thinking about this like a political song i don't know and that's only based on that it's israel uh i don't know talking about home talking about the country and like i don't know i get that sort of um very nationalistic vibe i don't know if that's just me um but no this is so it's too theatrical for me and uh it's like a really bad ballad from like a west end show or something it's no uh i i guess he he's obviously a really talented singer um but i don't know how you can make this interesting on stage i don't see that happening at all with this go uh, to the bar the best way to make this interesting <laughs> in the arena definitely uh no um no really really disappointed because when you are a host country you can really like go big you are already in the final you don't have to think about qualifying and that stuff yeah. why, why do you go safe like this because this is probably so, as safe as you can go if you... I, can't see, I could not see this this would not qualify any year i don't know no 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 never 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 like portugal last year never. yeah so joe your score uh zero from me oh uh, I give Israel three points. Oh, I, I'm going to agree with that. Three points. I mean, and that's only because of his voice, basically. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, moving on to, and now obviously it's in alphabetical order since we don't have the uh, running order for the final yet. And we will have that on the night of Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we start with France. It's Bilal Hassani, and I'm not good at French, but uh, Roy? Roy? Roy, I think. Yeah, something like that. Roy. So, France, one of the earlier countries to pick their entry, right? They're mm -hmm. always quite early in January, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philip, what do you think about this? Yes. So, of the whole, like, bunch uh, of songs in the French final, this maybe is the best one. Uh, he did not have the best vocals. Maybe that's why he got, like, maybe sixth or fifth place by the juries. But then he got so many points by the public so he like was the clear winner uh i think he has a good uh message with the song and i also like the mix of french and english 
but I'm very nervous about the vocals for Tel Aviv. Mm. Yeah, he, but yeah. he's a, he's a nice persona. It's very nice to send him to Tel Aviv. Yeah, I think it's he's different. he's really popular in France. Somehow I got that impression. Like mm-hmm. he's, um, but yeah, I, watching the live performance from um, uh, the French uh, national selection that was painful almost. Uh, I don't know, uh, Joe. You saw him. At, was he at the London Eurovision party? He was. Yeah, but um, I think one thing we take away from the London Eurovision party is that. Eurovision rules don't really apply at the London Eurovision party. So it's very hard to understand where the vocal's coming from. So how much of the vocal is coming from a track, how much of the vocal is live. Um, hence, well, for instance, Norway sounded amazing at the London Eurovision party. <laughs> you know, that live is literally like an advert for a throat lozenge. Um, so I think you have to take anything you see at the three parties with a pinch of salt. His vocal was good, uh, was better. Well, it, I won't go as far as to say it was good. It was a lot better than the um, uh, the French final for sure. I feel like I feel like this is I um, I don't know. The French people have almost restored my faith in humanity slightly with this. On paper, this is amazing. They are sending a young Muslim boy in a wig who's a member of the um, LGBT community. Like, it ticks so many boxes. I think the song is great, but I think, as you say, I think his vocal is going to let this down. And it's a shame because I'm absolutely rooting for him. But I feel like in a bit of a sort of uh, Finland 2018 with uh, Sara Alto last year, there's two different, this is two different songs. I think you listen to the studio track and it lulls you into a full sense of security and you love the song. And then every now and then, like I have done just about half an hour ago, you go back and have a listen to the live version. And you're like, oh, yeah, that is not, that's not the same track. No. Mm, yeah. Let's praise he's taking some singing lessons before Tel Aviv. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I, from what I've heard about the staging, I mean, I think they're giving him the best chance. I don't think he's going to move much. No. Um, I've heard that he's going to have very, a very, very long wig, apparently, is the is the word on the street. So I can't imagine him moving around the stage much. I hope they don't give him too much to do so he can really concentrate on that vocal. But then again, he didn't really have an awful lot to do at the national final from, from memory. No, he just stood there, didn't he? So... Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I completely agree. I love the message of this song. It's uh, empowering, especially for us LGBTQPICDE people. Uh, and I, I like him. He's likable. He's really charming. When you look at his interviews and stuff, he's really like he's really a cute guy, you know. Um, but the only doubt with this, it's it's live vocals um, for me. Really, other if the live vocals would have been like amazing, then twelve points without a doubt for me because I think the song is it uh, it's so smooth the crossover between English and French. I think it's so mm-hmm. well done, even m- more well done than Mercy last year. Mm. Uh, if they even had, yeah, they had some English, right? Yeah, did they? I thought it was always. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was 
French. Yeah, maybe it was not in French. But we have some example, at least in this year's competition, like Croatia, for example. Terrible crossover from English to Croatian. <laughs> Just like, like, terrible period, really, Croatia. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. And also Denmark is squeezing in every freaking language they could find in that song. <laughs> uh, but this is done very professional and it's very well produced as well. But maybe perhaps a bit overproduced just to cover up that his vocals aren't that good. I think the problem with the... I think the good, the why the lyric works so well is the song has been written in two languages, whereas mm. what a lot of entries do is, you know, go with one language and then as a, you know, an afterthought, think that they're going to be able to appeal to a wider audience by squeezing some English lyrics in, and that's mm. made it feel slightly jarring. I get the sense that this was intended as is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, should we give our scores, Philip? Yes, I give France seven points. Ooh. Uh, I give France 10 points. Uh, eight points from me. Ooh. High scores. Yeah. Uh, moving on to then the surprise of last year's from the Big Five, Germany. And they are sending sisters with the song Sisters. So I can start with this one. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna slash Germany this year again because I find this to be so very boring. Even though I must admit the this, the chorus is sort of it's it's I, I it's, it's it gets stuck. Uh, sadly, I don't want it to get stuck in my head, but it does. Uh, I. Don't like the performance. I know they're going to change the performance from the national final, but uh, uh, no, this is just so boring. And they they have a good voices, but I mean, they on the verge on screaming, very close to be scream queens. Uh, No, Um, I just feel it's over. I don't like these type of songs where they like put the message in your face and with the faces in the background of different women and yeah it's great empowering women love it but like it's just i mean no 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 i'm no this is not a song i think i've ever listened to the full song except for this episode and i had to it's just (laughs) not giving me anything Really. So you don't like it, to clarify. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Uh, I just struggle with this to find anything likable in it. There's no bit of it that I like. I don't like the melody. I don't like the melody. I don't like their lyric. The lyrics. I don't like their voices. Um, I don't like the staging. I think it's as you said. It, it the vocals really bad, especially in the higher parts as well, where they start to harmonise. Um, I struggle to understand what the song is actually about as well. So they're sisters, but they hate each other. But now they get on. I, I, I don't. I just don't see anything in this that I particularly like. I mean, I know we slated them last year, but I, yeah, I just I don't. There's nothing in it that I like. Uh, I agree with both of you. This is 
like, oh, like nails on a chalkboard. No, thank you. Next. Mm. It feels like uh, it's not fully produced. It feels like a demo almost. Yeah. Uh, it's not like it could be great if it maybe do something with it. But this, I think Israel and Germany will like fight for the last place in the mm. final. I mean, it's not rememberable. It's like, okay, Mm. it's not fresh. It's not new. I don't want to listen. No. Also, that ballerina sound that's in there. Where is that coming from? What? (laughs) It has no, it doesn't fit. I just, Mm. I just, I I didn't, I do. I normally watch the German national final and I didn't this year. And I dread to think what the other thing. Yeah. I mean, if this gets seeded to be in the first half, I mean, this is a given going out as number two. Yes. This yeah. is so... I, I, We know Krista Bjorkman that much, that this is number two, for sure. Right after, like, let's say, Switzerland, for example. I mean, this... Ugh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go ahead and... Uh, now I... Maybe my critiques were a bit harsh, but I'm actually going to give this three. Um, because I think there's something there... But for me personally, it's not the worst song this year, but it's just really bland. Um, I've given this two, um, and the only reason for that is, as much as I hate it, I do find that it, I I do find myself humming it every now and then, like when Mm. I'm working, walking around at work, or I'm in the gym, it does pop into my head. So maybe it's slightly, it's definitely recognisable, but I don't like it. Uh, I give Germany zero points. Wow. Okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, good for them. They're already in the finals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we said that last year as well. So, you know, what do we know? Uh, moving on to Italy and the uh, beautiful man Mahmoud and the song Soldi. <laughs> Come se avessi avuto soldi, soldi Dimmi se ti manco te ne fotti, fotti Mi chiedevi come va, come va, come va Adesso come va, come va, come va So, Italy. Uh, Philip, why don't you go ahead? Oh, I love this. Uh, so, I think Italy is bringing it this year. It's very fresh. I like him. I like the message of the song. Uh, I the bass is amazing. I w- when this song comes up, I like maximum volume and like oh, amazing. I listen to this song many times a day. Uh, yeah, I would love to go to Italy next year. Hmm. Do you think we will? Maybe. Maybe. Is it that good? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It's a contender competing with uh, the Netherlands. Hmm. Okay, uh, Joe. Uh, the first time I heard this, I hated it. I really didn't like it. I thought it was one of the worst songs I'd ever heard. Um, <laughs> then the national final version, the national final version is not the same song. I don't think that we have now. They've improved the song greatly by because they've trimmed it down quite a lot, and they seem to have tweaked it and changed it. And whatever they've done to it, I like this version a lot more than the version that won San Remo. Um, I think it will come down to staging. Uh, I think the fans will definitely get behind it. As you said, that's got like a dirty bass element to it, which mm-hmm. I love. Uh, 
Um, and also the hand claps as well at the London Eurovision mm-hmm. party. Every single person was there. It reminds me, I feel like this is last year's, this is this year what Mercy was last year, you know, with the hand movement that everyone did. And yeah, although it was yeah. in, foreign, in a foreign language, everyone still got behind it and knew every single lyric. Um, but is it fan wank? Is it going to do well with the public? Is you know, Svetlana in Russia going to pick up the phone and vote for this? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I instantly, when I heard this, I fell in love with it because I thought it was something that we had never heard before, in Eurovision at least. Uh, And, I mean, to me, Italian is probably the most beautiful language to sing in. Uh, And obviously also to do some sort of rap thing in. So, uh, and I just find the whole story with him and his father and mother to be i mean that's like the full package when you go to eurovision you know to be a personality uh even though he feels sort of like um nonchalant in a way uh but i just find it to be so so good so good this has been like my top three song since it was released and basically only Sweden and probably um, Cyprus is my two other favorites. This is, um, I, I would not be mad if we went to Milan or Rome next year and say that. The only other problem with this one maybe as well is does that message translate? Will the staging, I still don't know what the message is behind this song and I've listened to mm. it a gazillion times. I haven't taken the time to understand the backstory properly, I will agree. But does it translate? You know, are we getting back to, uh, you know, a 2017 situation where they had sent a great song and the message didn't translate? And, you know, Uh, uh, we were all so excited about that. I think this is probably a bit more... I think the jury's going to like this a lot more than they did their entry in 2017, for sure. But I don't know. I just don't... I can't see this living up to the standard that we are holding it in at the moment. No, possibly. And also, you know, it's Italy, as you mentioned, 2017. Staging is not their strong suit. Um, So basically, it all comes down to the staging and if they can bring in the audience and to really, like, pick up the phones because that's what matters in the end. Um, But then last year, you know, they, they I guess they... They made amends to a degree last year, but who knows? Maybe they will have to translate the song this year as well and show it on the screen like they did last year. I don't know. Um, Possibly. Then it might work, but I don't know. I think there's something... It's so contemporary as well, and so I think that at least Western Europe will take a liking to this, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, you need the Eastern Bloc to like it as well, to win. So uh, maybe it's a bit too too contemporary, in a sense. Or maybe too uh, artsy. I don't know. Yeah. It's not very Peace, Love, Love, is it? Oh, no. It's not. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not Norway. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Uh, so, Philip, your score. I give Italy 12 points. Mm. Joe? Uh, 10 points from me. Mm. Uh, and I give it 12 points. Two 12s and a 10. That's ooh, probably the second highest score. Uh, so, moving on to Spain. Uh, they were not happy last year when they had to... <laughs> 
two, number two uh, in, in the final. Um, but uh, I wasn't really mad about it. Uh, this year they are sending Mickey and the song La Venda. La Venda ya cayó. So this is probably the guy together with uh, Michael Rice from the UK who's been on pro probably every single pre-Eurovision party, I guess. Exactly, but Ed, the world needs to see these arms, guys. <laughs> he put those arms all over Europe. Okay. These arms are big enough, he can wrap them around Europe, they're that big. Oh, ah. wow. A contender to Jon Lundvik then, maybe? Oh, Jon Lundvig is no 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 comparison to Mickey from <laughs> Honestly, he is chiselled from marble, that man. Oh, wow. Uh, I have to say, when I first heard this song, um, I got a headache. Because this was too, for my taste, too repetitive, uh, too loud, too noisy. Uh, and um, just a mess. Uh, I felt this sounded too much like a football anthem to me. Uh, but then the revamp came and just some subtle changes and I liked it more. And still to the point today that I, I don't really listen to it that much because I'm afraid I will get sick of it uh, if I listen to it like every single day like I do with basically all my other favorites. Um, but it's a typical Spanish song, I feel like. The song that Sp Spain should have sent years ago uh but somehow they've gone down the rope that i don't even know what to call it um but it is very spanish and kudos for that and it's in spanish and he's fun to watch he has great charisma on stage uh and the song it's an earworm it's you get it straight away so i mean this could be potentially quite dangerous in tel aviv i think um Kids will love this, definitely. Uh, yeah, good job, but mm -hmm. not a favorite of mine. Yeah, uh, I like it. It feels like a summer hit. It could be played in uh, Swedish radio, maybe during the summer. It feels very like Spain. It's very fun, I, and I agree. I like the revamp very much, and I agree. It feels like a soccer anthem, uh, but it's very cute, very likable. And I think the kids will like him, the moms will like this, the straight dudes will like this. So it feels like a dark horse. I don't really understand why it's not up there. But if this gets picked, like drawn in this like, first half of the final, it will definitely open the Eurovision. Mm. I feel like it feels like an opener. As it feels like, oh, let's start the show and with a party. Yeah. Yeah, but I like it overall. It's it's a fun song to have in this composition. Mm. Yep. Um, Joe? Yeah, if anyone knows an opener, it's Philip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, right, after the London Eurovision party, that was the one thing I took away, was that if it is drawn in the first half, it will absolutely 100% open the show uh, and probably get forgotten about. Uh, I think mm. it's... I was not massively into this song until I saw the live performance. As in, I've seen the live performance in the national final. I think the vocal is a bit ropey on that. I mean, 
Mm. He basically runs around the whole arena like four times, which hopefully isn't going to do in Tel Aviv. Um, I think it's great. I think the revamp, if we can call it that, the sort of it's very subtle the changes, but um, I think it's great. I think it's instantly recognisable. By the time by the time you're about twenty seconds in, you know the song. You're singing along with it. Uh, mm. It brings the party. Um, yeah, I think this is a I think this is a Eurovision song that will get played a lot. I think this will be indoctrinated into the Hall of Fame, and we will be you know singing this for many many years to come. I think they've done fantastic. It's very Spanish, as you say, uh, and comes on the back of what has been really a, a rough few years for them. Mm. Um, I mean, even when they sent great songs like 2016 uh, with Barry, that mm. I mean, even then they didn't get a great result. Uh, in 2017, they should have sung sent Contigo. That was a great Spanish song, but they sent Other, mm, yeah. which was awful. So yeah, I feel like the stars are aligning for Spain this year. Um, I can't even remember what they sent last year, but I love this. The couple who made oh, love on stage. Oh, yeah. So so bad. <laughs> so many upset Spanish people in the arena in Lisbon, weren't there? It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah. Is this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, I, it's just too. Is it too happy? Like, I mean, Toy was happy, like in a way which was sort of mad happy, angry happy. This is just one hundred and ten percent like joy, and that to me gets sort of it's in my face a bit too much. I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's not a winner. Um, it somehow the only way the song could be improved. It needs a bit of light and shade. It is a little bit one paced, and it's on from you know it's three minutes of the same sort of speed all the way through. Um, so yeah, I think it needed something else. It needs a sort of a bit of a breakdown about two thirds of the way through the song. But it's a great song. Yeah, it's fun, and you know we're gonna dance our asses off to this in Tel Aviv. So. <laughs> Every single night. Um, I can go ahead and give this six points. Philip? I give Spain eight points. Mm. Joe? Ten points from me. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good score yeah. for Spain. Much better than last year. Oh, oh, oh for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and now we've come to the home of our special guest this episode. It's the United Kingdom, and they chose to send the John Lundvik reject. Sorry, uh, Michael Rice, bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Okay, so I have to say that actually, it's gonna say that this is probably my favorite ballad this year, just like I mean, that. This, but this, um, what does that count for, really, this year? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a shit ballad this year, isn't it? But really, this is probably the song that's I like find myself singing along to when I have zero music on uh, at home, like cooking or whatever. It's like, oh, it's so, it's infectious. 
really. Uh, and it's the rep- it, it's repetitive, but not in an annoying way. At least not to me. I think it's uh, I'm not the greatest lyrics, but I mean, it's it's catchy to be a ballad. I don't know. Have you seen the video? No, I haven't. No, I don't dare to oh, see the video. No. I mean, give yourself a laugh and go watch the video. It is so <laughs> bad. I mean, I think the BBC have got questions to answer this year. I mean, I feel like we were really going somewhere. You decide the whole thing was building the year it was in Brighton. I know we selected the wrong song. We sent Surrey, but it was a great national final with six songs that were really different. Um, you know, we still had Mel Goodroyk, which, you know, needs working on. But um, it was a great national final. It was well written. It was in an actual venue with people. And it was, you know, you could see it was atmospheric. I was there. It was fantastic. This year, I think it's the worst national final that I saw this year. It was in a studio in Manchester with about six people in the audience. We had three unqualified judges who eliminated half the songs. They were the people that had the power to eliminate half the songs. What? They did? They did. So, yeah, so basically it was the three judges they eliminated, they chose. So what we did is rather than having six songs, we sent three songs in two different styles and the three judges who were Marvin Humes, um, Ryland Clark and someone else, that showbiz, I can't remember her name, uh, they had the power to eliminate half of the acts. So... And obviously it wasn't their decision. It was probably producers anyway. Um, I, I, why do you have judges in a national final? I don't understand anywhere. The acts are there to compete. They're not there to be judged. They've earned, they should have earned their place already. Um, we brought Netta over. We wheeled her out. Uh, we then tried to interview her and then asked her no questions. The whole thing was just a huge calamity of errors from beginning to end. I was so disappointed in the whole affair. And then what we've ended up with is... Michael Mariah Rice, um, <laughs> who, he's the performing equivalent of watching someone ugly cry. Oh. Uh, it's like, it is like breakup sex. That's how the only way I can describe watching him perform this song. I want to chop both of his hands off. Um, they finally gave him a mic stand. He performed at West End Eurovision last night, which is where all of the West End shows in London um, perform Eurovision songs in like a small competition. And for the first time, he performed with a mic stand. I mean, I've been we've been willing the BBC to give him a mic stand for months now, and they finally did it. Um, the song, if he just if he stood on stage and delivered the song as the video and as the studio cut is done, this is a really good song. But the vocal gymnastics and the inflections and the where it is just too much. This is if you look up extra in the dictionary, it says he's also see Michael Rice. <laughs> yeah, he can get a bit too enthusiastic, if you can call it that, when very, he sings. It's a very diplomatic way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, like if he, I mean, the recorded version, I think it's great. And I, I, that's probably what I'm basing my score on. Uh, but. Uh, I think that's a great song. It's a great track. Uh, Philip. Yeah. Uh, is he gay? <laughs> well, no, that's I'm not just, a critique. I, I, I <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a critique? Bloody gay. No. No, but is he gay? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, okay, yeah. Maybe that's why he's a little bit dramatic on stage. Uh, I, I agree with you, Kim. It's a great track, but it's not the best ballad in this competition but it's a great track 
Uh, yeah, it feels very John Lundvik. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Well, he's British, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have. It's like, maybe... Okay, UK will not win with this song, but maybe it was the best song of the all six, I think. Well, I had Dude. a weak spot for Sweet Lies, but that was probably mm. only me. Yeah. I don't understand why in a national final you would... You would put two versions of the same song no. in times three, put six songs in, choose the best version. Yeah. That's the job of the producers. You know, the BBC that are there to get a decent pool of songs, not the same song in two different styles. And this is such a knee-jerk reaction to last year when we gave Asanda the song Legends, which was an amazing song, and we gave it to a girl that couldn't sing it. That's on the BBC, mm. that's not on the public. And they need to, the BBC either need to stand up and be counted and take some responsibility and get behind Eurovision, or they need to give it up to a broadcaster that's going to take it seriously. Oh, preach. So, uh, what's your score then, Joe? Uh, six. Six. Uh, I give it seven. Philip? Yeah. I give United Kingdom six points. Mm. Yeah. Pretty high, though. In... Ironically, I can see this doing better than a song has done for us for quite a few years. I think the I think Eastern Europe will vote for this, and I think that's mm. what really will help it out. I think the Eastern European juries will vote for this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they always give praise to good vocals, and he has that if he don't wail this song to pieces. Like, that could be a risk. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, that was the Big Five and Israel. So, should we go through the final score? We have, in last place, with only five points, Germany. Then Israel with six then it's a pretty big leap up to uh, United Kingdom with 19. And then Spain with 24. France with 25. And the winner of the Big Five and Israel, Italy with 34 points. Yay! Yeah, yeah I think that's a fair result. I maybe, yeah. I maybe would have liked to have seen Spain in front of uh, France, but I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. But... Let's not forget that we are missing one country this year. Uh, sadly, due to some very weird circumstances, we'll probably talk about that more later. Uh, but, of course, it's Ukraine and the wonderful Maruv and the song Siren Song. So before we talk about the song, Joe, are you like the expert at this? At least in this group of people, I feel like. I feel like I've got uh, some sort of basic grasp over. Yeah, uh, go um, ahead. The 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 gist of it. So basically, you know, there's a whole Crimea thing is still playing out. There's a lot of division, and basically, it's like, let's say uh, Northern Ireland was part of the Republic of Ireland, and then the UK came along and annexed Northern Ireland from the Republic of Ireland. Think of it like that. Mm. So what I'm getting at is there's a lot of obviously family history. Everyone that lives in the UK has got a relative in Northern Ireland. Everyone that lives in Ireland's got a relative in. 
Northern Ireland as well. So it, just the two societies are integrated and have been pulled apart. So there's a lot of people within that were within the national final that had performed in Crimea, had links to Crimea. Uh, there was a duo of girls that were asked to denounce their mother live on air, which they refused to do because um, she worked for a government body in Crimea or something along those lines. Uh, and it was um, Jamala was on the... Um, on the judging panel and said to um, Marov, uh, you know, obviously when you get to Tel Aviv, you're going to be asked awkward questions. Someone will say to you, Crimea is Russian or is Ukrainian? And she's like, what? And she's like, is Ukrainian or <laughs> Russian? She's like, well, it's Ukraine, obviously. Um, and that was basically what it started with. And I think it was very clear from... It was very clear from very early on who the broadcaster wanted to send, and they wanted to send someone that had no links or ties to Crimea whatsoever. Uh, she had performed there in recent years. She had a tour that was we'll see her perform across Russia uh, and Crimea as well. And then basically after she won the competition, they came to her. She was already, they'd already announced that whoever went would have to completely self-fund the whole project. Mm, they mm. came to her. They basically presented with a contract which had a lot of clauses in it that hadn't been seen before, which she couldn't agree to because contractually she was obliged to perform concerts in Russia and all of these other things. Um, and interestingly, though, the Ukrainian act from 2018, um, his name escapes me now, um, Under the Ladder, the song was called, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Melovin, yes. Melovin. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, he has come out and said that he was not asked to sign a contract that was anything like what um, Marov was asked to sign. So I think they had it against the the broadcaster had it in from her from the off, and then obviously after she pulled out, um, they then went back to the second place act and the third place act. Neither of them were willing to then step in because it was politically all such a massive hot mess, and then they ended up. Uh, withdrawing from the competition, which I don't think was a bad thing. I think had they have sent anything else this year, it would have been it wouldn't have gone down well with the EBU and certainly not with the fans. No, but there were a bit of an outrage because as soon as this song was declared the winner, like people, or I think there was a buzz around this song even before the final. Uh, like this was could have been a huge contender for the win, right? Um yeah absolutely yeah so philip what do you make of the actual song oh i love it i love the performance i love the video it's a banger and i want to go in those high heels i want to <laughs> dance like that i want to get in drag and dance to this song it's like oh and i feel like as we said this could be a, a contender to win mm. it's very different yeah yeah, yeah. there's really nothing... There is, I mean, I don't know if you say this about all solo female acts this year, but uh, like the Fuego effect of it, but it's not really like Fuego in that sense. This is no. like Fuego on crack, you know? This is so, 
so much more sexier in a no. nasty and sort of like forbidden way. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, well, lesbian sex is always okay, so this couldn't have been, you know, look at Slavko, that didn't go down that well. Uh, but I mean, as soon as you have lesbians on stage, it's fine. And in this case, I'm all for it. Cause this I didn't is... get a lesbian vibe out of this song. You did? It. Have you seen the video? I have watched it many times. I mean, it, they were all girls together but i mean it was very bdsm wasn't it it was very but like that's almost like saying do you get a a gay vibe out of um iceland i guess yeah i guess they do you do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah it was very it was dirty this song and i think that's why it would have done well because it would have been slightly shocking some more of the conservative nations especially across the eastern bloc would have someone would have refused to have aired this you know at the final um and i think it, it was a it's a great song it's just and i think it's really modern and is representative of a song that would do well on the radio you know if a you know, if one of the big artists came out with this song mm. and released, it would be super popular. You know, if this was Madonna's comeback track, you would be, we would be like dogs with two dicks right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, this was also the performance I felt. I just watched it before we started recording and it felt like so Eurovision ready. They like, I don't know if she was like the the one to beat uh in ukraine but it felt like they had everything figured out like the staging the dancing uh the costumes everything this could have just like copy paste and put into tel aviv absolutely it was ready to go the complete package yeah yeah and i mean as you said philip the song is just a complete banger it's so so good and every time it comes on on my playlist i'm like oh it's gonna be so much fun to see this in tel aviv no it's such a shame it's such a shame um linda woodruff would say hashtag boohoo (laughs) could you imagine if like some of the bloggers or like like ask her to come down to tel aviv and just perform at the clubs and or like other places well, oh, I, asked, I I message I don't, I um, DM'd the London Eurovision party just after she was disqualified and said I really hope you're trying to pull out all the stops to get her there uh, this year and they replied they didn't reply for ages and they replied about two weeks before the party and put we have worked really hard to make this happen but uh-huh. fortunately at the moment it, we haven't been able to make it work so I think I think she's on the radar for a lot of. You know, and and there was um there was a rumor that she's been asked to perform for another country next year, possibly. Uh-huh. That's true or not? I don't know. Oh, uh, wow. Would she represent Russia? And how would that go down? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Well, it's yeah. either Russia or San Marino. I mean, those are the only two countries that bringing other artists. So yeah, uh, and Estonia. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Estonia. You're welcome. Uh, no, but this, it, like, ugh, this is probably one of my favorite songs. I would have put, put this before Sweden, even. This would have got 12 points from me, for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You'd have put this before Sweden. Hang on a minute. Shut the front door. <laughs> That's okay. Say that now in hindsight. Look, Sweden could a wet fart, and you two would still give it 12 points. Let's face it. You gave Benjamin Ingrosso 12 points. No, I did not. Did you not? No, no I gave it 8 Okay, yeah, you give it did you give it, Joachim? I might have given it 12, 
Okay. So yeah, I'm a very harsh critic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Philip, if if this would have been in the competition, what would your score have been? Deux points, twelve points. Mm. Well, well, there you go. Snooze, you lose, Ukraine. Mm. But it's not hashtag boohoo, hashtag screw you. <laughs> Hopefully, you, we'll not see you, just the general Eurovision public. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, if those rumors are true about her competing for another country next year, that would be amazing. Let's just hope that she gets a, as great of a song as this year. Yeah. It, there's always drama, isn't there, with Ukraine? We had, you think back to when they hosted in 2017, we had the whole Russia thing, which was definitely more Russia from what I can gather. Russia, Ukraine had made it quite clear what the rules were and... Uh, Russia didn't play to the rules and they were rightly not allowed to enter, I think. But then mm. even last year with Melvin, do you remember like six weeks before the competition, they were still unsure if they were going to compete because yeah. apparently there were sanctions and fines from the year before and they weren't sure if they yeah. could go. And now we have this this year. I mean, we're getting to the point with them. I'm just a bit tired of their drama. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I don't think we will see Ukraine next year, uh, to be honest, or in a couple of years, actually. Because, uh, I mean, EBU is quite, it's probably one of the weakest organizations in Europe when it comes to, like, actually making countries follow the actual rules. Like, for example, was it in Lithuania or something where a song was actually released, like, a year ago? Yeah on SoundCloud, but still it had it, it competed in the national final and did it win? Was it the one who won? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Was it? It was? Yeah. Run so with... also there's, um, there's an article out this week that apparently Duncan Lawrence, uh, the Netherlands arcade, he performed the song in 2017. There's a video of it has leaked online, but we will wait to see how that plays out. Oh my God. Yeah, but doesn't that boil down to like how many people has the song actually reached? Uh... Because I uh, I well, think... the rule is that it's not allowed to be played in pub, played or performed in public before August, the year before the competition. Yeah. I'm sure that's the rule. Yeah. And this was played, performed 2017. He, he performed it live, and it's not like someone else performed a different version of the song. He performed the song. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Well, let's not hope that anything happens with Duncan. No, Duncan and his perfect bum. Let's hope he still goes. <laughs> How was he live since you saw him in London? Uh, he had, I mean, it was, it had winner vibes all over it. I mean, mm. you could hear a pin drop in the room. Um, yeah, stunning. Absolutely stunning. And the vocal is immaculate. You know, mm. he could sing the song a cappella, I think, and still. It's just beautiful. Really, really beautiful song. So well performed. Mm. And I think the staging, uh, from what I gather, there's a lot of LED backwall this year. Uh, I think they're going to... Pro- I would be surprised if they didn't recreate the video of him, you know, just sort of bobbing around in all of that water. Let's hope yeah. he has... You know, Let's hope he recreates it fully and <laughs> comes in his birthday suit, but we, could, we can't ask too much. Well, I don't think that's allowed, but yeah, we'll see. I mean... Well, it worked for Belarus. He was naked and with a wolf on stage, so you never know. <laughs> True. Well, he did it, but he, yeah, it didn't work, work. But yeah, sure. No. Uh, so do you have any other favourites, like your personal favourites from this year, Joe? Australia, still for me, is up there. I think Australia is a real dark horse this year. 
Uh, it's got absolutely no traction amongst the fans whatsoever. Um, but yeah, they've completely changed the staging, uh, is what uh, rumour has it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. We all know what it's like. This is all going to change come rehearsals. Rehearsals start next Thursday, I believe, or this this coming Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and the other one for me, the other real standout is Azerbaijan. Uh, I think that's a mm. fantastic song, um, and very very modern. Those uh, those two, uh, obviously Sweden, Netherlands, and Malta are probably making up my top five at the moment. Mm. So who do you think will win then? Mm. I don't think any of the songs that are currently in the top 10 with the bookies will win. I don't know who will win, but I think someone's going to come late. Oh, really? Match the crown, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, Cyprus last year. I think I believe they were actually in the top ten with the bookies last year. But as soon as the rehearsal rehearsals came closer and they actually she rehearsed, uh, she went up to like second place, like right away. Uh, Portugal in twenty seventeen were outside the top ten with two weeks yeah. before rehearsals. Conchita was at Conchita was like fifty to one at this point before the competition in twenty fifth in twenty fourteen, sorry. So mm. it can be done. And I think just in a year where okay, there's some clear favourites, but it's very, very open uh this year. Um whereas last year and the year before to a degree we had some favourites. Yeah. Philip, so this is like the last episode before it's Eurovision week, really yes. starts. Who do you think will win? Oh, it's hard, but I agree with both of you. It's like, I think it's maybe five songs that could snatch the trophy. Uh, yeah. I know I love Iceland, and I would love if that song wins, but maybe it's different enough to snatch the trophy. But yeah. I would be happy with like Netherlands, Italy, Sweden, even Spain. That would be fun. Malta. I would love to go to Malta. Somewhere mm. warm. Maybe not. Okay, Iceland is not warm, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Iceland. Not after this year. Goodness me. Yeah, we don't, and we don't want Switzerland to win either. That will be a catastrophe. I know. Here has been more expensive than if it was in. I think Norway would have been cheaper than Israel. Seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. Norway would go and surprise us all. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you loved that song. Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, no. Really? No. It's Nigel. Nigel loves it. But yeah, look, no, I've but... not got time for anyone that's going to turns up to a party in a beanie hat. I mean, mm. brush your hair, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are Kim, you are. I think for me, it's like I if I look at the songs this year and the ones that are front runners right now, uh, the one song that like pulls me in every single time and I just stop doing everything that's the Netherlands and it's still uh, I'm not sick of it yet uh, actually to be honest starting to get a bit sick of Sweden uh, but I've also listened to it like probably a million times <laughs> I'm a bit sick of Sweden a bit sick uh, but come Eurovision week I will be the one, number one supporter of that song so yeah. you know I think the song is better live than in the studio so 
Agreed. I think Sweden winning the jury vote is probably a foregone conclusion. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's hope we get higher televote scores than last year. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, with silence. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction last year as well. I was like, it what? wasn't mine. I nearly wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> Evil, evil. You knew how we finally you have some understanding of what it feels to be a UK Eurovision fan. Yeah, true that, true that. Uh, no, but really, the Netherlands, yeah, I think he's the one to be. Uh, and Italy, I would say. Uh, Switzerland, for me, the vocals, still, I'm not so sure about them, so I wouldn't really count him to be one of the... Top he three. should have entered the Eurovision dance contest. He would have won that for sure. <laughs> yeah, but singing, I'm not so sure. Yeah. And um, Russia, what do we think? Oh, no. 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 I think it will qualify, but I can't. Uh, but he's still is... number two in the betting charts, and I don't understand why. But yeah. Because we know the stage performance will be out of this world, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it will be left side of the board without a doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, that's mm. basically it. Um, we are, as I mentioned earlier, two weeks from now, at least me and Joe are going to Tel Aviv. Yeah. Uh, in Tel Aviv right now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and hopefully, we'll see. It's a tight schedule, but hopefully we can do some podcasts from Tel Aviv. We'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we try to make that happen. Otherwise, you know what to do. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We will be posting pictures from... We, I will be at the arena for the semifinal two and the final uh, together with Joe. So that will be amazing. Yeah. Be there um, uh, for semifinal one as well. I've had to sell everything I own to afford shows. <laughs> I mean, we could have gone to... I think the three tickets for the shows it was more expensive than the whole of the trip to Vienna in 2015. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, th- yeah this is like a, a definitely more than my tickets to San Francisco cost. So, yeah, we're, we're up there. Um, but So, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it's the Melovision Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any eventual episodes from Tel Aviv. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acost, everywhere. And don't forget to tell your friends about us uh, let us know what you think about who will win Eurovision 2019 on our Instagram and Facebook uh, and until next time thank you guys for joining us and thank oh, you thank Joe you. for joining us the second time around uh, and see you soon bye bye, bye.